Three, two, one, ghost. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Three, Two, One, Ghost. I'm your host with the silent G, Kyle, and joined by Natalie. Hey, Natalie. How are things with you? Did you remember that there's full bush in this movie? No. There's, there's a lot <laughs> I must have just blacked out in this movie. It's been a long time since I've seen it, and wow. But I, mean, I had no, to start that with that. The... I just had to start with that. <laughs> that was not the first thing that came to mind, no. <laughs> But why? I assume you did. No, I did not remember that. And um, it's the 80s. I asked, well, like, I asked Phil if he wanted to watch it. And honestly, like, I don't care about nudity. Like, if he sees it, because I let him watch all the violence. But he does not want to see it because boobs are gross. And, you know, just naked people in general are gross to him. A lot of naked people in this movie. A lot of naked people in this movie. Yeah. So I was like, holy nudity, Batman. So I just wanted to start by saying this is the first movie that we've covered that has just full on nudity, like naked people. So congrats to us. I guess so. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's in a pretty traumatizing context. Hey, Mm -hmm. everybody, we're talking about 1985's reanimator um so this movie loosely based on a uh, uh a series of hp uh, lovecraft stories uh this movie is directed by Stuart gordon produced by brian usna the other kind of notable thing they did outside of another movie right shortly after this with jeffrey combs is um they were there were a lot of the they they made up a lot of the mind behind uh what's the fuck's that movie with Rick Moranis and the kids? Honey, I shrunk the kids. Oh, okay. That's there you that's go. There's your little trivia interesting there. Interesting swing. Yeah, yeah. So Range. this movie <laughs> Yeah. So this movie stars industry legend, as we've already identified, Jeffrey Combs. Well, not here, but you know, we've identified prior. Um, as Herbert West. He's gonna be uh playing this character in a number of movies and mm. this character makes a lot of different crossover appearances too um maybe does he really me, yeah let me pause this a little bit and ask like how how familiar were you with this movie mm-hmm. how familiar are you with this character and i guess like just this series in this in this universe um not that familiar so only this movie So I don't know if I had it on VHS or something. And again, like I can't stress enough how no one was regulating what I was watching as a child. So I definitely watched this multiple times as a child. Maybe we had a VHS that was edited for television, you know, when like you'd have the commercials on the VHS um, because I don't remember seeing any nudity, like none of that. I do I remember so I think I had an edited for tv version um but I hadn't watched it again since childhood and like since my early 20s so I mean six months ago no I'm just kidding um so it's been like like 15 years probably like 15 years since I've watched it um so it felt very new but also very familiar if that makes sense I'll be honest, the last time I watched this movie was, gosh, I was probably like a sophomore in high school. So that's 2002, just about. Um, And then I think even then, like, I think it must have been some televised version because I don't remember that. You know, so watching this movie again, um, I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) You know, Um, I was laughing. I was laughing through 
everything that I was like, oh, Kyle did not remember any of this. <laughs> because I knew I was like, oh, this is going to be great. I know one thing that, you know, I'm just going to have to just, um, you know, just come to terms with is when we're picking a lot of horror movies. Um, I'm sorry. It's just a genre that's just not very uh, um, kind, you know, especially to anyone, to, um, but it, especially well, to Barbara Crampton in this movie. Yeah. You know, and I, yeah, just in historically women in general. And then also um, just, yeah, but uh, horror movies and comedy definitely, you know, just like Jesus. This I don't know, Kyle. I think it's just every genre of movie. Do I guess so? Like I can't action. Like think about like like do your like rolodex of genres. That's right. I said rolodex. Um, yeah. and like, I mean, it's to be expected. Maybe I'm just a callous bitch, but like, I expect all the bullshit to happen to female characters. Now the level of bullshit for poor Barbara Crampton in this movie did not see coming. Um, but I always expect some level of like all of the things that we've encountered. Yeah. Poor Megan doesn't deserve any of this. This is awful. No, no. Um, industry legend, Barbara Crampton, by the way. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's make sure to shout, you know, shout her out. Um, She's so great. Of course, you know, known for this, of course, you know, gosh, um, Puppet Master, of course, big one for me. Um, oh, it will come oh, out a yes. few years after this we one. We need to talk about uh, that. Chopping Mall, of course. Yes. Uh, classic dumb slasher. Um, and then also, you know, and when I say recently, I mean, I guess this was probably like, you know, 10, 12 years ago, but uh, you're next uh, here. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that movie? Um shit where they have the uh like the vhs board game yes she was in that wait was this one that we watched together yeah what was it called i'm looking it up beyond the gates yes i remember that being kind of fun we might need to revisit that i think we might need to do an episode on beyond the gates because that movie just kicked a lot of ass and i I love only ever watched it once did you watch it again yeah i've watched it you know afterwards because i remember i think telling my wife afterwards saying the movie's awesome and then just but then you know it's and i don't know we'll we'll revisit that if we do yeah so where were we with all of this so you weren't very familiar with like this character herbert west who shows up a lot in a lot of no and i know that there's there is a sequel to this as well two sequels um, i believe oh yeah two three. two sequels i'm not familiar with either of those i don't maybe i've seen them maybe i haven't if i have seen them i don't remember them at all my challenge with it is i'm so and and we'll we'll i mean i'm interested enough to watch more of these movies oh, but i'm sure. curious because i feel like this movie struggles a lot with like framing what frame yeah and then yeah and then framing herbert west and Dan Kane as protagonists when they're absolutely not. And they are the cause of all of this. There, I have a lot of thoughts about um, both Dan. I mean, Herbert is like your villain, really. So like, I'm not, um, not surprised by his behavior, but Dan, like fucking make better choices. What, 
Dan, Dan is the one that I have the bone to pick this. He's my target of the week. Not even Herbert. Played by Bruce Abbott. Yeah. Who does show up in the sequel as well. Um, yeah. You know, um, our boy, Jeffrey Combs, mm-hmm. was 26 in this movie. Boy, does the 80s like do some sort of age filter where I was like, he's probably in his late 30s, not thinking like, oh, he's in college. Like, Check in this school. though. Like the guy that plays the Dean and the guy that plays Dr. Hill. Oh no. They're like in their 40s. They and they look like they're like 60s. They're 60s. So, so just I, age everyone up 20 years for the 80s. Maybe, maybe it late 40s, early 50, but I was like, that's that's wild. That's impossible. Um, that's David. Everyone Gale, except plays, Barbara Crampton. <laughs> right. David Gale, who plays um uh, Dr. Hill, as well as uh uh Robert Sampson, who plays uh, Dean Halsey, um, mm-hmm. father to Megan. So mm-hmm. I like that it's a short cast. You know, this movie yeah. um, was originally conceived to be a stage play. Oh, that's fun. I think it could have played really well. And I know that there it explains was... a lot, too. Yeah, um, because, you know, I mean, you're really only going from really the morgue to the house mm-hmm. to maybe some doctor's offices, really. But that's that's kind of it. Mm-hmm. Um so I don't know. I think that would be really cool. I allegedly there was like a musical. They make a musical for everything, you know. I know. Um, not everything needs to be a musical. Everybody needs to calm the fuck down. And I love musicals, but not yeah. everything needs to be a musical. As we're going to see a musical at the beginning of next month. <laughs> Hell yeah. I'm excited for that one. Um, you know, I saw and this is awful, you know. So the very few times I've been to Broadway, um, I went and saw well, I saw Beetlejuice, and that was cool. Mm, I, I like that. that. And that's touring right now. Even though, like, mm-hmm. I, I struggle with musicals in general. I think because of I think like mm. the style and the acting style and yeah. But like, I like I don't know. I I I really struggle with coming up with like valid reasons. But I just never really like latched on quite that much. But I was like, fuck, if it's Beetlejuice, you know. But the, but don't get me wrong. Like the set design, all of that was like fucking incredible. Um, and. The dude didn't really have quite the Michael Keaton vibe, but maybe don't even try to replicate it, right? I would. Um, but I also saw with my brother. Um, we went and saw uh, the Broadway musical based on Rocky. And how was boy, that? Boy, wow, wow. I mean, I'm not gonna throw anyone under the bus because hey, look, that's really cool. So you didn't like to it? Be able to write this whole thing and come up uh-huh. with all this and to make that shit onto Broadway. That shit's so impressive. But it that's that is when you that's the um <laughs> understatement of the year when it's like not everything needs to be a musical and boy not everything's for everyone either so like you're allowed to not like it you know you still paid for the show you put your butt in yeah. the seat thank you thank you, you. Them. yeah i appreciate that yeah yeah it went from being a i a stage show then talking about it being more of like an ongoing series, you know, that would kind of reflect mm-hmm. the stories a little bit better. Um, but then I guess, you know, once financing figured it, it, itself all out, they, you know, decided that like it worked best as like a feature film, you know. Mm. And did you know this movie uses 24 gallons of blood? Doesn't seem like a whole lot, huh? But for a pretty bloody movie. If you really think, like, think about having 24 gallons of milk, like, just to reference, like, the size of a gallon in the most familiar form it could be, and think about 24 of those laid out on your floor. 
I mean, I looked up the budget of this movie because the practical effects are really fun, but it was only $900,000. And I know in 1980, that actually might be, I feel like that's a lot more money than it feels like it is for a horror movie, especially, but 24 gallons of blood feels like a lot. I would bet they, you know, scooped it back up and reused it, you know? Well, and that's, and also I think in the spirit of the movie, right? Recycle. You know, let's recycle, reuse, yeah. reanimate. Reanimate. Um, <laughs> just for, so though, just for some um, kind of comparisons, I was looking it up. Um, like say Carrie had 5,000 gallons of blood. Oh, wow. And at least at the time, I want to say that it chapter two is now the new reigning whatever but at least the article i found just on a quick search um says that the 2013 evil dead remake um mm. has that claim to fame using fifty thousand gallons yeah of blood. that movie's so bloody and the blood rain i don't want to spoil it because maybe we'll talk about that movie one day but i fucking love how gory and bloody that movie is it's so fun it's a fun one i like it's it a lot of blood that's a lot of blood I've shared my Evil Dead hot takes before. Y'all can dig that up in another episode. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so this, uh, gosh, you know, I, I just really appreciate just Jeffrey that whole Combs. era. Yeah, well, yeah. Just this whole era <laughs> of, um, you know, practical effects, especially used mm-hmm. in horror, you know. I mean, obviously, you know, you've got your heavy hitters like Tom Savini, you know, who was mm-hmm. actually, I think, had just done, I think, Day of the Dead you know, right around yeah. this time as well. Um, it is, and then even a few after, you know, a few years after this, thinking of a uh, Dead Alive, you know, that mm. Peter Jackson movie. Yeah. Shout out to him. That used a, pretty sure they used a fuck ton of blood too on that one. Probably. Um, it just, ugh, it just feels so visceral. And I love just the style and the, the, um, because I'm not an expert, I'm sorry, y'all, but you know, I just love the the concepts and the approaches they would use, mm-hmm. even as silly as like, you know, Dr. Hill's body carrying his head around, where it's like, you know, I don't know. At the time it just like feels so real. You know, that's why I'm like I'll watch, I'll watch a fucking Muppet before I'll watch see I sound like an old man now. See, here's my yeah. role index is yeah, yeah. <laughs> because those Muppets are they're they're furry little fuckers. You can feel them. Whereas mm-hmm. uh you know, watching, watching, you know, some CG now, it just all becomes this like cartoon light show. And you're like, I yeah. don't know. That's a lot. So yeah. give me, give me one of those furry fuckers. <laughs> Any let, me, day. Let, me, let me just run my fingers through that fur. Digging around IMDb trivia. Did you know this is allegedly David Bowie's favorite movie? Really? I don't know. That's so strange. Apparently ran not... into someone that worked on the movie that was also collaborating with him with something else. And he was like, holy God, motherfucker. That shit's my favorite. I love that. When the bone saw goes like right through the fucking back and out through the chest and shit. Oh my gosh, I love it. What I really like about this movie is that it's, I mean, it's 86 minutes long, which is always great. But what's nice about that 86 minutes, like you start off like full on in it. Like you've got a zombie person in the first couple minutes. I love it. Like, starting off strong and another thing that's interesting about this movie this probably has one of the higher rotten tomatoes scores of most of the movies we've talked about maybe with the exception of scream this is a 94 percent. that's high praise yeah i mean i think it's generally regarded as 
you know, I think one of the classics of the genre. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think that's, I think that sounds about right. You know, it's like one of those things where it's like, you know, yeah, 94% raw, you know, fresh or whatever. And I think most of the reviews generally fall into like, I think like the average, I think the Metacritic's like what, like high 70s, 80 maybe. So it's like everyone's saying positive things, but everyone's giving it like a high, you know, like a B, you know. I think um, everyone was just really impressed by that cat, that little cat puppet just flopping around. I know. I forgot about the cat. I was like, damn, he definitely killed that cat. (laughs) He came up with the most elaborate story of how it died. I know. (laughs) The trash can (laughs) fell on top of it and its head got stuck in a jar. Okay. Did the jar really need to be involved? Like it could have just been the trash can fell on the cat. I found it dead. Yeah. I was like, fucking like, was that cat on flight 180 or something? Like that's not. (laughs) That is not what happened. Don't Final tell destination me some, shit. <laughs> don't tell me some random act of events <laughs> happened to kill that fucking cat. Get the fuck out of here. But um, I forgot where I was going with any of that. Well, one, I mean, just to like get into the movie. I mean, we have that like yeah. that intro, which he says that he was in Switzerland. Am I remembering that right? Yeah, Switzerland. Okay, he was in Switzerland. So that's where he's like starting off in the movie. Is that correct? That's the only part that I was like, oh, I don't remember this um, or like how this is working. So he's been doing this for a while. He's been doing this kind of stuff with his his mentor at the time. The mm-hmm. other, I guess the original Hans Gruber, not the one mm-hmm. played by Alan Rickman in Die Hard. But <laughs> it's... um whole thing's pretty fun when they all come in and then i just love oh just and then the 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 effect of the eyes bursting out of the the veins it's the veins in the face that really gives me this feeling of like like the pressure like you think of all that like blood like building up like for your veins to be that i don't even think that's possible like you don't have veins that size in your face probably um but yeah that oh the eyeballs it's pretty good I don't know what he must have explained to them because I mean, I guess it was enough for him to be, I mean, well, they never exactly follow up with what led to Mm -hmm. him leaving the school, but I would assume that he was told to leave that school. Yeah. And then very quickly, you know, I guess not having anything to do with, you know, the murder of this guy, even though he was found by multiple witnesses Mm -hmm. over his, over his body with vials. Well, if he's covering his bases, maybe he had recorded the interaction before, like he does later in the movie. And maybe his mentor was like, you're going to kill me. We're going to inject this and see how it goes. Like maybe it was all recorded and it covered his ass. But to that point, he wouldn't be let into another medical school. Like you would just be like, they'd be like, no, you can't practice medicine. You're, you're definitely off the rails and cannot be doing this. I mean, I don't know, like, I'm thinking like here, like, you know, the law is still a little thorny when it comes to even like assisted suicide, let alone. So I don't know if like that tape recording would hold up in court like that. But I'm like, Mm -hmm. you don't. I mean, I guess the Swiss are like a lot of shaky science and laws. (laughs) Yeah, like we don't want to be responsible with this. Go to America. Like, yeah, Switzerland's like, you seem like you'd fit in over there much more than you do here. If you love violence, get your ass over there. They're going to love you. (laughs) I always wonder like what happens after, you know, because you have that big line where it's like, you killed him. And then, you know, Jeffrey Combs is like, no, I gave him life. 
you know, which sounds pretty cool. And then it cuts right to the, yeah, yeah. you know, to the opening. And I always wonder, like, in the opening life, is so like, good. It is. Uh, but I always wonder, like, what line, what's that follow up line in real life? Like, if you're not just cutting straight to, whereas if I, well, I guess I'll cut out of here now. <laughs> where it's like, I gave him life. And then to someone else in the room being like, no, you didn't. No, <laughs> you killed him, bro. Like, this is, this is awful. Um, I couldn't find a whole lot about this opening. So visually, I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. I like all the the di- the different color like diagrams. Mm-hmm. I like the Law and Order font that comes in. Yeah. Um, now, the music though, what is up with that music? Does it it's, sound it, kind of like Psycho? It is like basically right? the score of Psycho. It Maybe just doesn't with, like what's the word I'm looking for? I'm going to say the wrong word, but like, it doesn't um, like, I was going to say crescendo. I don't think that's the right word, but like, it doesn't know you were going to say crescendo. Did you know? Cause it's the only word I know, like that has to do with music. Um, Yeah. Like, because it starts off like the psycho theme and then at some point it kind of breaks off into its own thing. But I was really thrown off by that. Yeah. And I, and I thought it was, ultimately pretty unnecessary because it is a little weird where it's like it is very much the psycho theme a couple notes sound like they've been changed and then yeah it starts with this like you know or you know this drum comes in where it's like just this which don't get me wrong a lot of 80s horror movies will like you know Mm -hmm. they want to throw some groove underneath those those scores right i get it but I guess I, I I don't know. I just really didn't understand why, especially when like the rest of the music in the movie is, is fine. It's good. And, you Mm -hmm. know, and also, or if you were going to like, so obviously co-opt another score, like I would, I would, I would, I wonder why they wouldn't use like, say like, you know, the original score to Frankenstein or something, unless. Yeah. Like something something that is or something. Yeah. Like on theme. So there was, it's a money and rights issue. You know. Yeah. As I've shared this before, where sometimes like if I'm like working through things or if I'm typing things, I like to listen to like horror scores. And I have this long ass playlist that just goes from like movie to movie. And so I left one movie and apparently landed myself into the reanimator um like soundtrack, if you will. And I thought I was listening to a remix of the psycho soundtrack like I was like oh this is kind of a a cool little spin on this and then I like looked at what I was listening to and I was like oh this is reanimator that's so strange that was like over a year ago so when this when I was watching it today I was like here we are again like being confused by this theme luckily the art and the like you said the law and order like font moving in and out of the screen is so fun it it's very distracting and, and really fun to watch we then introduce dan kane who is mm. um with a bunch of other doctors and nurses trying to revive this body um i think the first of some of the more obvious um uh foreshadowing is yeah. when the other woman that's with them with the glasses you know says like hey you know good doctors know when to stop Mm-hmm. and just to just to Stick set that, that in your back because, pocket dan because boy he stuck it in his back pocket and there was a hole in that back pocket and it just floated <laughs> away because that 
that went out just immediately <laughs> not, like yeah. even till the final moment of this movie again just reiterates this dude does not know when to just fucking quit and to just fucking stop so yeah. <laughs> this dude is now do i hate him as much as other 80s protagonists in horror comedies like you know our boy uh charlie and fright night no not necessarily but i also just don't understand his drive like why does his decision making is so bad like it's so bad even before anything before anything like fucking raising people from the dead happens he lets just this random creep that we've all met for the first time that everyone hates move into his place as a roommate. Like, so even before all the weird science, like he's just like, sure, you can live with me. You're, would you want to live with him? My main thing. I don't like that was... hesitation. <laughs> well, first of all, I don't know if that was like the most egregious thing that happened. I mean, that still seems pretty. I mean, dude's got, just I'm saying like to start everyone deserves like, a home. Like, but I mean, also his address says 666 is the oh, number yeah. of his address, which is super fun. But yeah, I was like, I would especially like your girl is standing there in front of you and is like, maybe you should think about this longer, giving him all the visual cues being super obvious and he's just like derp a derp no i'm gonna have i'm gonna just let this guy live with me and it's gonna be totally great and fun and nothing bad's gonna happen he was paying in cash but my main concern is which also is shady okay but Fill out an application again, <laughs> my main concern though is we like did they unless this happened like in the deleted scene like whoa 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 we did not agree to the basement being part of you're paying for the room for rent unless he's throwing in extra cash for that basement i think he was weren't they standing in the basement when he hands him the cash am i wrong well i think he's like i want the room for rent and then he gets really stoked he's like oh you have a basement but he didn't say Mm. i'm gonna set up like a fucking laboratory in there yeah yeah so i don't know osha doesn't uh like i don't think i would want him to have a laboratory in there but um yeah dan just makes bad choices throughout this film and i mean clearly he's in the same boat as you know your herbert west and um what's his name dr uh dr hill like he's just as curious about it but see this is one of the things that does actually bother me about this movie is the separation between a doctor slash medical student and a scientist like who's working in a lab actively these are different people they are not the same like yes there's crossover but like if you're just if you're studying to be a doctor you're not also just like actively in the lab making potions um so that bothers me a little bit, but I'll allow it because, you know, it's it's a movie. But the other thing that kind of uh, gets to me about this too, and I get like, this is the whole point, is like the point of being a doctor versus a scientist, again, is to keep people feeling well through their life and keep them alive to a proper lifespan, heal them when they're hurt and keep them from dying in an emergency, not extending their lifespan, making them immortal, 
you know, all of those things. Like that's where like your scientists and like your biochemists come in. Cause then they're like, there's guys who are like fucking creating like ligaments that will grow back. Like that is not a medical doctor who's saving lives in an emergency room. That's where you get into like scientist territory. So that I thought was a little fuzzy. I was like, do they know how medical schools work? Like, I don't fully know, but I know that those things to be true. You know, science in the 80s was... <laughs> it was weird. <laughs> there was a lot of weird science. <laughs> um, You know, I would say, hey, if I was trying to, you know, interview as like this head brain surgeon, maybe I'd be like, yeah, I do. I do a little research too. I do a little, uh, I'll do a little brain potion making, little, you know, a little, little bit. potion work. Yeah. You know, but I can only tell you a little bit. You got to hire me to get the rest, yeah. you know. But hey, if anyone's... So. If anyone's in uh, medical school and, you know, we're wrong, like, please, we would, we would love to hear um, what type of zombie potions you're working on. So you've got two competing groups here. You've got, so you've got Kane and Herbert West, who, let me, let me just back up really quick. So, (laughs) so we introduce, you know, um, so Kane's taking the uh, Dan Kane. Did I say Dean Kane? I'm going to say Dean Kane a lot, but taking the body he couldn't save down to the morgue. Um, mm-hmm. This is when we're introduced to Dr. Hill. And then this is also, you know, who's just, just carving up some brains, doing his whole thing. And then you've got the Dean, who is also the mother uh, or father of Megan, mm-hmm. right? Um, who does not know that they're engaged. Or that they're even in a relationship. Like, I think at he all. knew they were like half seeing each other, like maybe, but I think that was the the gist of it when Hill was like perving and creeping and asking him about it. But um, oh, yeah, yeah. And you introduce West to Kane. My whole thing is, I guess, why invite Herbert West to the school now? Like, I mean, did did anyone do any, like, I know the internet wasn't quite a thing yet, but any background, any just, you know, I mean, I get it. You can throw in any reference you want, maybe. And someone on the other line could say, you know, in Swiss, like, yep, I'm, Yep, I'm Hans Gruber. Everything's cool. He's great. Enjoy yeah, your school. That you I know, know, I would think that in 1980 it would be easier to falsify things. I mean, I wasn't around then, but perhaps it would be. I just thought it was interesting that your so that your dean is introducing this random, we'll call him a transfer student, to Dr. Hill. And their whole interaction is incredible. Jeffrey Combs is such a dick in this movie and it's so good. <laughs> it's pretty fun. Well, it's because like they have the same specialty, right? In like, you know, yeah. brain research, right? And then mm-hmm. the idea is that if West is coming as a student, you know, Kane's or Hill's going to be one of his, you know, and mm-hmm. his main kind of teachers, mentors or whatever. But yeah, dude, he comes in fucking hot. Just being hot. like, I would have waited maybe... Like if that was like your your aim and you wanted to kind of like ruin this guy um, for taking your mentor shit, like yeah. I wouldn't just that publicly Sneak just start attack. coming at him that quick. Like, no, you got to yeah. wait a little bit. Yeah. Then come behind him with a fucking shovel, you know? Um, what, uh, Something interesting about this morgue situation too. Yeah. A couple questions here. Again, like what's going on in this hospital and at this school? 
Was this before we had those refrigerated drawers in morgues that we always see in other movies? I've never been to a real morgue because we've got like bodies on tables with arms hanging out, heads half out, feet. Like we couldn't find a blanket that covered the whole fucking table. We couldn't, they couldn't get a king size blanket for these folks or sheet. I just chalk that up to the budget. They were like, yeah, we can only just have like a room with tables and We'll figure that out because yeah. they're like going through like later when they're looking at the tags of like how yeah, each person died tags. and then one guy's just like oh this one's rotten and it's like okay well how long has he been there and like this is it refrigerated in there like what it's supposed to be refrigerated i'd assume okay the whole like room that. and again so low budget they couldn't have like their breath even like you know make it cold enough that their breath is showing because that would have given me like an effect of like oh there's a refrigerator i'm being really harsh right now but i do really enjoy this movie (laughs) (laughs) so we introduce megan right um Mm -hmm. and then we've got herbert checking out the apartment oh also another foreshadowing um do you see the poster over uh Mm. uh kane's bed no what does it say talking heads Oh, I didn't notice there was a Talking Heads uh, poster. That's funny. I like so that. So it's pretty cute. Um, and then that's when we've got Wes checking out the apartment. And he just very quickly mm-hmm. is just like, oh, yeah, hell yeah. Take the cash. Let's go. Um, Wait, you and... skipped like the best part. Our introduction part our introduction to Megan is them in the hallway and her like flirtily saying like, no, no, no. And then it quickly transitions into them fucking in the bed and her yelling out yes 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 i loved that transition so much i thought it was so fun that was a great transition it was less off-putting than at the end when uh when she's leaving she's getting dressed and then he's doing the whole thing where he's under the sheet and then he sits up and then just that like no no dan no dan stop it Dan, no, no, Dan. Just this whole, it just keeps going. And I'm like, why are you talking like this? This is so off-putting. And then, yeah. of course, Herbert West shows up. Um, <laughs> and then I think it's the next day when they're just in that, or it's the next scene when um, mm-hmm. they're in that first class with Dr. Kane, um, Dr. Hill. Oh, I'm always getting, Dr. getting Hill. everyone so yeah, mixed up. There's so many doctors. There's always, always that asshole, I feel like, in so many college classes that will just, like, openly just be, like, kind of a little shit and, like, challenge mm-hmm. the professor, like, whether they should or not, you're like... My husband knows them well. Get the fuck out of here. Who are you? I feel like your husband could have been one of those kids once, or at least he would have thought about it, maybe, maybe. when he was in school. Maybe. But... <laughs> he would never dream of that now. <laughs> yeah. So, um... He just really wasn't like it with fucking uh, Hill was saying because he's just sitting there just fucking giving him the stink eye. Just fucking oh just how many how many pencils do you think he had on him? Just taking him out and just you only breaks a couple. But I'm like, if you did you think you were going to hold that up, if you're a pencil breaker, like if that's his form of like, this is my fuck you to you in the middle of a class. I would bet he's got that whole box, that whole fucking box. He's just and they're sharpened They're He's already sharpened them, place them back in the box for easy transportation snap snap that's what's happening what a fucking waste of a, of a good pencil that you know? is a waste of a good pencil i love watching him break those pencils i wonder how many times he had to break pencils for those shots i just wonder how many actual pencils had to die and were they reanimated oh well i mean can i i guess you can if you just sharpen, sharpen the it. other end yeah sure right you can only pencil. resharpen half of it well, oh, yo, oh, right. You want the double-sided one. I'm thinking both you want to save that eraser. Not safe. 
And then Dr. Hill, I love his um, six to 12 minutes, the way he says it twice, six to 12 minutes, and then suggests that he should switch to pen, to which not even realizing the theme of this pencil versus pen situation, I made the argument that I only write in pencil because fuck a pen. Not really much of a pencil person unless I'm drawing, but I don't draw. So I guess I'm just you're pencil also right or pen guy. I mean, you're also right handed. Mm. So if you're left handed like myself, you will understand that there's the only pens you can use are the most expensive, fancy pens because that shit is going to drag all over your hand. It's disgusting. Everything's made for right handed people. So that needs to be fixed. Number one. Number two, pencil get it um sorry uh, that's awful. um but no he's wrong he shouldn't switch to pen i'm gonna start breaking pencils whenever i don't like what someone's saying that's gonna be my new thing yeah just pretty pretty bold of him on his first class to just come at him like that again and then also and then uh you know dr yells hill at him openly yeah and then then he'll pretty openly being like it's gonna be my pleasure to fail you and you're like i don't think you can't say that you can just I don't think you can say that either. I think that in the 80s. Little... Yes, yeah, probably maybe in the 80s. I guess you're right. I mean, geez, like the dean's just like, you know, y'all are expelled. And also I'm in charge of your loan being rescinded. So fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> I can do everything. <laughs> See, so fucking just medical schools in the 80s, it really was a, a wild west. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, I struggle with like this movie is like weird half attempt to frame west and kane is protagonists but i guess it's a little easier too when you're comparing them against dr hill who is just an mm-hmm. absolute just pervert ghoul just of a person such a piece of shit like what the fuck is up with that fucking the file on her at the end do you remember that with no. like the- Oh my gosh, it's like, I know y'all, I'm jumping around a little bit, but they're doing some investi- investigation, um, both Kane and Megan are looking at Hill's office, and then mm. Kane finds a file on Megan, and it has like, you know, a, a random article about how she was named like the sophomore sweetheart or whatever, and then um, pieces of her, like tattered pieces of her clothes, and then pieces oh. of her hair. Yeah, no, it's very clear from the beginning that he is, like, obsessed with her and not, like, in the, like, oh, my God, you're so obsessed with her. Like, literally, like, he's, like, stalking her and wants to obviously, like, make her his whatever way he can. Um, And even, like, him giving, like, unsolicited advice to her dad saying, like, oh, you're just going to let that happen. I'm like she's a fucking adult number one number two he's in medical school yes yeah i'm gonna let that happen what is he from the wrong side of the tracks what's going on here like he seems like a nice guy with like he's so far he's so far like at that point at that point in the movie there's no reason to be against this guy he's just totally jealous and creepy and pervy um and everything he says and does totally fits that um but so many red flags for dr hill although he's a really good villain i do enjoy him uh, as a villain i see i'm just okay i framed it as herbert and dan are also the bad guys they're just not as bad as dr hill and then poor megan 
is just caught in the middle of all this male bullshit. Like that's what it feels yeah. like. Cause even her dad, even he's included in that before his death, like he's trying to tell her who she can and can't date. He's telling the fucking nurse doctor woman to watch her. I would have slapped that bitch and been like, I'm out of here. Like, what is she going to do that? You don't have a cell phone. Who are you going to tell? How long is it going to take? Like, this is my 1980. So I'm like, poor Megan is just dealing with all of this bullshit. So I think they're all villains with the exception of her. I think we, yeah, I absolutely agree on that. Right? Here, I thought I was going to be coming in hot on that, but you, good. I'm you glad I was going to. I was going to defend those guys. <laughs> I love it. I think no, but <laughs> I'm glad we're coming in at the same at the same uh, frequency here. Um, yeah, poor Rufus. Rufus, yeah, we're back at the house. You know what? Poor yeah. fucking Rufus. Not only did Rufus get murdered, Rufus got resurrected and then hit and then murdered again to kibbles and bits and then resurrected again and then killed again i know the poor like look on that poor, that puppet I, I just i felt so bad for that cat when it was just kind of flopping on the table it's great like that. i like the the effects are great but yeah i i would have been like you need to get the fuck out my cat's in your refrigerator get the fuck out like i don't care what special magic potions you have yeah, I know. I yeah, I don't I don't care this like fucking syringe of absinthe you're carrying around. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You're, you're fucking yeah, you're 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 fucking vial of Midori. But <laughs> oh my gosh. I love when someone just has an animal puppet and they just have to like uh, yes. run around and just react to yes. it. Yes. I think Jeffrey Combs does a really good job because he's still so serious. Like he's still fully in character. Like it doesn't feel slapsticky. Like it feels like he's like really, really owning it. I I love it. He sells the whole thing real straight, which is great. And um, he doesn't smile once in this movie, does he? He laughs. And this is kind of shortly at this. It's during this scene. And that was more of a just a maniacal laughter. Yeah. And then. When he's like, watch out. But then he turns around and like, it hasn't moved. And I was like, is he just fucking with them at that point? Because he starts laughing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Yes. And then he makes that like joke. Oh my God. That's so funny. I thought that shit was hilarious because that would be the only time that he laughs. Yeah, that's great. (laughs) (laughs) But so after they kill it the second time, poor Rufus, um, it's just when (laughs) it's like, no, no, you didn't. You know, he wasn't, he wasn't dead. You know, he was alive the whole time. We just killed him this time. Right. But Mm -hmm. he's like, no, you just, you know, drugged him and, and lowered his vitals. That's all you did. And then I'm like, would that not make, still make you like super fucking upset? Yeah. Like, fuck bro. You're out. You're fucking out of this laboratory that you've created. Then you're saying you made me kill my cat. And then, so let's get the fuck out of here. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and then the, the sequences of just Megan just running in, it's just the worst times. Oh, the um, wor- every time. The worst I time. know. Yeah. And just like, uh, and just how um, Wes just like treats her like this, like nuisance, like, ah, uh, this dumb bitch again. Like, but even though like she's done nothing outside of like, maybe even just, just a look of like, mm, I've, do you really want to move in here kind of thing? Like she hasn't yeah. done anything to him at this point. So yeah, her. I felt I like Barbara Crampton does the best that she can with this character, but I feel like considering all that she goes through, I wish there would, there was more about her. Like, I don't even know if she attends this school or is like 
training to be a doctor i'm assuming she does because her dad's the dean so free tuition but like like who is she we have no fucking clue other than she's dan's girlfriend who cries a lot so i feel bad in in that way like but i mean her intuition was right like you know herbert's a total weirdo um and she's just kind of like thrown through the movie which is kind of a bummer um that feels very uh very 80s yeah and the thing that sucks because then her intuition like really isn't so good when she's like you know i just can't hate you or i just can't be mad at you and you're just like your father is like not only dead but like is this weekend at bernie's fucked up even though he does a great performance i love that zero to 50 you know just on a dime like the dean playing super straight-faced and then playing like the zombie oh, version yeah. of himself he's really so good. good he is he really might be good my mvp in this movie he, he's really he good. could be okay so i took a note down because she says that i tried to hate you like i did like she's like crying and all emotional my <laughs> My note is so terrible. Like I'm, I'm like watching this deliriously tired. I put in quotes. I tried to hate you, and then my quote, of course, is, "But he's got that good dick. Like he's got to have good dick. Is that what it is? Like she's like, I tried. We saw, we saw the yes, yes, yes. Dan's delivering the D. Is their dick good enough to justify all of this? I mean, there are definitely people out there who think so. Yeah, they exist. People put up yeah. a lot of, with a lot of bullshit for good dick. So mm. maybe that was her situation, you know, even murdering your father and let, turning him into a zombie. <laughs> yeah, because that, that's the best I can guess. <laughs> I just don't get why Kane is like so just on board so quickly with like after and then after seeing the cat come back to life. And and you're yeah, not would you help successfully. Him? No, would you, not at like, all. I, I, for so many reasons, but like, maybe if that was a raccoon and I was really interested in reanimating people, I'd be like, okay, at least it's not my fucking pet. If you killed my cat, like I would have been at his throat, 100% throwing hands. I just, I don't, I don't get it. Just how quickly he's like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to go just deep dive into this. I'm going to defend him. We're going to break sneak into, into the, the morgue, morgue, risk getting kicked out of school. Yeah. All of this over when you, you've never seen this done successfully. You no. see your cat just get angry. <laughs> and that's why I'm just like, you know, and he, you know, what's his face? It's like, oh no, you know, I, I, I give them life. I bring them back to life. And I'm like, yeah, but like every single time so far, they've just been really angry and flipping out and throwing yeah. shit and killing people. So I'm like, and there were zombie movies at this point. So like they've been exposed to that idea of like, maybe this could like destroy the human race. We don't know. So why does he think like human trials are, especially after what happened to Hans Gruber, right? Like, why does he think yeah. that human trials are appropriate after this? I just don't. He's a bad scientist, but also mm -hmm. at the same time, you know, hey, Bill Murray was a bad scientist or they told him that yeah. in Ghostbusters and he ended up saving New York. So bad scientists have a have a place somewhere. You know what this makes me think of and uh, spoilers for Deep Blue Sea. That's bad science. When you start doing shit that has not been approved, you get eaten by sharks or zombies. That's what happens. So you can't just, you can't just do 
trials that no one's approved. And that's the reason why, like there's, there's an order and rules to things like for this very reason, but like, they're so what, what I like about this, like, I mean, poor Megan didn't like it, but like, what I like about this is that this is literally, you've got Herbert who wants he's like addicted to the creation it's not about the notoriety and the fame and the money like it's about credit for the work and like the the ego of it for dan it's about the power and control of life and death and then for hill he's just a fucking evil asshole like he wanted the money the fame the credit he didn't care if it was his work or not all of these are just like power hungry shitty white men that are just trying to get on top as fast as they can and that's what's so fun about this because they all have different motivations but they're all equally just willing to murder or fuck with somebody like who knows if these dead people are actually like conscious of who they are all just for their own personal gain and poor megan is just being punished in the shuffle of this battle for control over life and death, money, power, control, ego, whatever it is. Like that's a classic story of like, I'm a woman dealing with men. That's what this movie is. I'm thinking like the prequel to this movie, pre-animator maybe. Um, (laughs) Oh, I like that. And then you find out that there was already this whole fucking thing that's happened um that led to megan's mother dying because she's not in this movie <laughs> Ooh. and they never mention her right so it's just offhanded like oh oh it was actually the last time he got mi- mixed up with a brain potion and <laughs> she was murdered she Career, just happened to be yeah. also murdered violently but what are the <laughs> chances of that happening twice by the way here's herbert west he's from switzerland you know <laughs> so when the dad when the dad does die, that whole scene of him being thrown around by the zombie guy and he like bites off his fingers, I think that's my favorite. Looks good. Little, it's my favorite, like the way it looks and just like the sound when he bites the fingers. Oh, the bone crunching. It's so good. And it's so like cringy. I I really liked that. Yeah, you get you get. You get equal parts squelch and crunch. Mm-hmm. No, it's like a b- perfect com- combination. 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 <laughs> yeah. The B with a bone in the middle. <laughs> I got it. Finger yeah. bone. I got it. Yeah, no. We're yeah. we're on one with the puns and the jokes today. <laughs> the number two. The number two joke was better. Thank you. Um, I enjoyed it. Yeah. So he goes to, so before, um, before the Dean dies, Kane goes to him. And that's what fucks me up because there's the Dean and then there's Kane. So Dean Kane is going to keep fucking mm-hmm. me up. So he's just like, we figured it out. We, you know, uh, you know, West is reanimated. It's Dan, tissue. it's Dan Kane. Yeah. But there's Dan a Dean Kane and then there's to. Dean. Okay. Okay. That's what's, that's mixing you up. Yeah. So he goes and says like, hey, like, oh my gosh, this breakthrough in medical science and this and this and this and this and this. And then it's just like, and then the Dean's just so like, huh, should have guessed it when he got mixed up with Mr. West. 
that this would happen. And I'm like, who really, invited him? That brought, who invited him to the fucking school, dude? Like, what yeah. did you fucking think? You know? And um, <laughs> one, how he has the ability to not only expel West, but then be like, hey, you you go tell him. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm deciding right now, you I go tell him. I ain't got time for that. I ain't got time for that. He's a busy ass dean. And then also, again, I'm, you know, like I said, he's in charge of rescind, you know, of rescinding his loan, but um, to which he was just fucking wrecked by, to which me, you know, of course, you know, just the very cynical elder millennial who just got out of, you know, who's has quite a bit of student debt. Um, I know I was thinking like, oh, oh, your college loan in 1985 was rescinded. Uh, you'll have to get a part-time weekend job to cover that yeah it's like still be able dollars and still be able to afford your own one-bedroom apartment or wherever yeah oh no oh and that house you have with the basement that has yeah. extra rooms it's just yours get the fuck out of here i thought that was pretty yeah. funny no one's um, no one's uh shedding any tears for you so <laughs> um they make their way back to the morgue and of course so dan's idea is just like well okay and then fuck you all. i'm gonna sneak west in which yeah. that we didn't yeah, bring up that's... the security guard yet, but he is pretty great. Oh my gosh. Okay. So one, so I love his first, his like line, nobody wants in and ain't nobody getting out. I love that love because him. obviously foreshadowing, they are going to get out of there. And smoking then a cigarette. Yeah. Smoking a cigarette. And then he's has his like nudie magazine that he's just reading at this desk in the middle of the hospital, but it gets better because he says, break time and brings it with him is he taking a jerk off break is that what we're doing because he's not taking a smoke break he already did that at the desk oh i thought he was gonna maybe say something like you know you know the bodies aren't the only you know the only stiff ones in here you know what i mean (laughs) that's good you knew i'd like that one so yeah he's pretty funny and then also it just shows up again like right after anything important happens he's just like yeah you know once he sneaks in time. mr west and he's like ah oh, just a meatball got ran over and he's like oh fuck that i'm gonna go get a coffee i'll see you later you know? yeah but they're just going through reading like the toe tags of each of these bodies you know um i thought it was kind of funny where one was just like hmm, malpractice <laughs> yeah and they just move on to the next one and you're like huh, yeah okay <laughs> whatever yeah that was good yeah i i loved that that whole scene bringing that dude back to life and then yeah um the dean getting smashed under the door and yes. then because yeah, even hear the sounds of that when he's being you get the sound effects of oh, when he's being smashed under the so... door yeah he can um, beat the fuck up like yeah. that zombie guy really fucks him up like that is a strong looking man like they say they say he's like a man in his like mid early 20s like that's like very physically fit so i was like oh man that's that's who we want to turn into a violent zombie yeah there's just no no care in the world about this yeah. and of course like wes is just like oh man any sort of conscious movement is going to completely justify all of this and do uh-huh. not worry one bit and yeah. you know fucking kane's just like oh yeah yeah okay man this yeah. all sounds stressful but you know whatever whatever um i th- also thought it was really cute of course you know um well, let me back up really quick her uh the, the the dean dies they put him on the table of course like west is just like hey man this is the freshest freshest shit we're gonna yeah. have let's yeah. get going you know um and then of course megan walks in <laughs> again the worst opp- time 
inopportune moment and sees all of this. Um, he comes back to life, starts flipping out. I love the double take... the double chokehold lift that he does yeah. from the table. That's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, yeah, that did look super cool. Um, <laughs> then security guard, thankfully, you know, what comes back afterwards, you know, being like, oh, damn, what the fuck's going on here? Time. You know? Luckily, I guess it does work with technically fresher meat because at least like you can like kind of get him to like calm down and sit in a corner or mm-hmm, something, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and maybe he's just experiencing a lot of confusing feelings. I think so. So Megan's flipping out. You've got Kane who just drops to the floor. And I love how immediately Jeffrey Combs comes over and comforts him. He's just like, you're in shock, baby. It's okay. Just breathe. Just stay with me. Yeah. I love you. Hey, hey, you can cry. It's okay to cry. <laughs> you, <laughs> you didn't say that, but um, I just, I just love that. I don't know. I was like, oh. No, he's feeling real good that this guy is like, alive sort of yeah yeah geez so it's like i wonder it's like is that is that a romance that's blooming you know and a love between those two um or is you know west just very like i need to make sure this guy's okay because it's so far like the first dude in a long time it's been down with doing what i need him to do so i'm just gonna comfort him and take care of him and love him yeah he's his little like successful project most successful i guess he probably is thinking like okay because this was what my thought process was and what i thought was going to happen with the dean was because he starts out all like hulked out like zombified and he's like just kicking ass taking names all of a sudden then he's like cowered in the corner crying i thought maybe his like like the serum was like first it's just like this visceral awakening And then maybe you slowly start to feel emotion and your brain starts to like the wheels start turning. That was not what was happening. But I I was like, oh, maybe like, maybe he's going to be okay. I bet Jeffrey Combs thought the same thing because I mean, he's feeling really hopeful and really good about his Midori uh, serum. So, you know, that's Um, what I thought was happening. No, but he was a fucking mess. Well, I mean, gosh, now thinking about it, even just like when I wake up in the morning, I'm just kind of just this groggy, swinging, angry mess until it takes about, takes a little while for everything set in. I'm not a morning person, so I get that, you know, so when you're first waking up, especially from death, you know, I, I, I get it. Um, So after all of this, gosh, um, they're trying to figure out what the fuck to do with the Dean who is now just in this weird cell like, that they're yeah, just, he's in like a straight jacket and everything. How'd they even get that on him? And how do they just keep that at the hospital? Like, I just don't understand. Like, I'm assuming he's in a different hospital at that point. Maybe that's me being like presumptuous here, but like, that's a completely different type of hospital or we're just mixing in even more fucking different types of scientists and doctors and putting them all in the same place. It's possible. I, for some reason, I thought they were keeping him like adjacent to Hill's office that shared that window because I remember well, them just having that conversation, but it could have been a different hospital and that's okay. Sorry, y'all. Like he's got to be like in his jurisdiction, so to speak, because he is asking Megan if he can poke around in his brain and then is able to do it without permission. So 
he's got to have some pull wherever he is at, at this like particular hospital. He's, he's a big deal. So, um, I thought that was interesting. He was able to get, just give him a lobotomy. Yeah. With this weird kind of laser gun that also is like a mind control laser gun. They apparently, that science that just cut from sense. this. There are some parts, I guess, from the movie that or maybe were written and never filmed or were filmed and then cut where it mm. is a little clearer that, so you have two competing. So you've got West, right? Who wants to just solve brain death, which is also like mm-hmm. a pretty cool band name if it isn't already. Ooh, I um, love that. Someone right? start a band. And you also have Hill who is, it isn't really as clear until the end but he's also like figuring out mind control good for him so it's (laughs) there's a lot of just again just really just inappropriate science this is what's going on and if he if he hadn't already been working on that project of mind control that would be the most interesting thing to me because the amount of controlled zombies that he manages to create and groom in the time that it takes them to arrive back at the morgue is impressive. Like that man is efficient. I want him to organize my kitchen like that, that turnaround time. Are you kidding? Dude. And to have them all come up at the same time, like fucking thriller. (sighs) Wow. Wow. Love it. Dramatic effect too. the pizzazz of it all. Like he had, he had his shit together. Just imagine in his like severed head voice being like, no, no, no. And this is, Trust me, this is going to be scary as shit. They're going to, they're going to, they're going to fucking hate this. Um, so, but before he dies, though, before, before Hill dies, you have um, Hill going, just l- allowing himself into their house and then into the basement to go talk to um, Jeffrey Combs. Mm-hmm. Also, at the same time, you have kane and megan who have just let themselves into hill's office i like, can't stand nobody, how much people just aren't knocking or checking like nobody's locking i know the 80s it was a different time but man no one's locking their doors and they had to have been locking doors in real life come on so um hill who basically kind of you know implies or admits it like oh yeah i'm definitely stealing people's shit and making a profit off it or at least, oh, yeah. you know claiming it is my own and finally I, admits it and i am going to accurately accuse you mr west of murder mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. come on bro or at least whatever the fuck you're doing i mean at least you killed the cat i know that much we yeah. know this much um life in prison so or you give me all your work and we're good and just like i just i don't know i just wouldn't I just wouldn't tr- turn my back to him because look what happens just pretty quickly. You get a good shovel death with the decapitation. Love that. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. That was a pretty dull shovel. So he had to put some muscle into that one. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. if someone was trying to steal your livelihood and they were already somebody that you fucking hated so much that you broke two pencils in the middle of class, you'd have some force behind that dull shovel. Yes, I suppose so. Um, and, and but then, of course, you know, like Wes gets this idea of like, again, hey, here, hey, we got a super, again, a super fresh body. Even mm-hmm. though he saw what happened to a body that was super fresh with the Dean. And he's like, he's let's just do hopeless. this. He is just like, I don't care. I just want to put this shit in everybody. I don't, I was surprised. I was expecting him to put it on himself 
at yeah. some point, you yeah, know, you or, so. and figure out some, some bullshit reason why. And, um, I'm assuming that's she, what's going to happen that continues on this series that he's like starts injecting himself with it and finds a way. Maybe we'll have to find out. I, uh, but he has this idea of like, well, we have a severed head or we have this, you know, even though I'm just like, why would you kill him that way? If he wanted to kind of preserve the body, I don't get it. So he injects both the serum into the head as well as his body. I love that. I know it's pretty good. Because when he wakes up and his heart, he said, right. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty, uh, it's pretty fun when he wakes up. And he's and like just, slowly saying, you bastard. Yeah. And Undead Hill is pretty like, Ugh. at least his like his reactions and the and the effects and the makeup and everything. Mm-hmm. He's fucking awesome. Oh, know? he's owning it. He is owning it all. I, I wrote a note of that, too. It was like all the acting of his head in that fucking tin can, because it's all just his facial expressions and very little words in the beginning. Yeah. And it's so good. And then you also have his, um, just his beheaded body sneaking up behind Herbert when he's like t- saying you bastard, like barely under his breath. I love that shot. Yeah. Of course, so like good. the first thing is uh, Herbert asks him, what are you thinking? How do yeah. you feel? Yeah. And it's like, bro, you... <laughs> I would yep. maybe ask something else. Doing a whole science experiment. Yeah. So um now the body is loose, right? You know, you knock out Jeffrey Combs. A lot of people are getting knocked out here conveniently just to move the plot along quickly yeah, you because got to. then you've got um fucking Hill lets out the Dean, and the Dean's like, hey bro, you know, I, I lobotomized you. They found out that he had the hole in his head so he could do mind control on him. And he Which can again, see through two-way not, glass now. Yeah, and again, not clearly explained all of this until like, oh, by mm-hmm. the way, I've invented mind control, motherfucker, when all the everyone sits up. But yeah. um, so, and then the Dean comes to the house and then that's when he knocks out Kane and then kidnaps Megan, mm-hmm. you know, and takes her, right? Um, you know, I think we've said what we needed to say on on this, the whole scene, you know, with Megan on the table there. But one thing I thought was pretty fucking wild from um, just these two things from the IMDb trivia. Um, they're allegedly the actor, David Gale, his his wife at the time, when they were watching this movie, she sees this scene and says, what the fuck? How could you? And just gets out and storms out. Oh, damn. He didn't tell her because he's like and sucking the, on that nipple. And then in like the next like point on the IMDb trivia is that apparently on one of the, uh, you know, commentaries like Stuart Gordon and some of the cast like say like or or and then it also he was divorced shortly after um, from this woman, too. Wow. You know, so Did anything ever happened between him and Barbara Crampton in real life for her to no, like just think... lash out like that? Wow. Well, I mean, I think if he went out of his way to not even mention that this this scene was happening, he's like, I feel I just like here. Here's my thing. Like, look, work is work. Reaction. Work is work, and you can separate that. I'm sure. You know, it's like yeah, you know, people do. You know, actors do sex scenes in movies. You know, Mm -hmm. and you know, you can leave the work at home and blah blah blah. You know, but I feel like if I was in his position, like, look, dude, just get ahead of it 
tell yeah. your fucking spouse. Like yeah. when in doubt, tell your spouse. Like, yeah, absolutely. Even before filming it. I'm an artist. Here's the situation. I got to mm-hmm. film this scene where my detached head is going to be just rubbed up and down this woman's body. It is going to look like I am going to about to perform cunnilingus on her um, with my severed head. Um, (laughs) I don't luckily, you know, cuts away from all, you know, but it's still really harrowing and terrible, but I just want to let you know, babe, because I love you. And I don't know if you would say like, Hey, I don't have to do it if you don't want me to. Yeah, Like you tell her, you tell, you tell her before, like, absolutely. Um, I will, I will say this though, Barbara Crampton, she's a trooper. Like if you, I've watched a lot of things that she's in and like, she has done nudity. She is like badass in a bunch of different roles. Like she, like, she shows up to the job. Like she's like, what's on the script done. I she's a she's a a warrior of sorts. I wonder why they go through all that trouble to tie her down and then like give her like a free arm. Well, she kind of breaks out of it like it wasn't tied Is that properly. What happens? I'm assuming okay. because it's a headless body, it was like, oh, I hope I got that in there. Like, I'm just not really knowing. Um, but yeah, just and also like super weird that the dad goes from being like completely mind controlled zombie to the point where he can rip his own daughter's clothes off for the guy who's mind controlling him to like kind of being a good zombie. I'm like, how, how much control did we have this whole time, sir? Yeah, that's, that's, we, we didn't get enough time to really know. Um, (laughs) But like, of course, just to fucking like make matters worse. You have, you know, Jeffrey Combs coming in and be like, ha, Dr. Hill, you bitch. Looks like you're <laughs> looks like you like, just got this your, is the shit you're pulling. You're just up and he says he's like, oh, just getting mixed up with, you know, uh what did he call her? Bubble-headed co-ed. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. She's like traumatized, strapped to this like yeah. table. He right does now. not like, give a fuck. He's too again. She yeah. is just this little she's probably just an inconvenience to all of them because they're just like doing their own thing but i do love his little intro of how he comes in is just like just walking in on the worst possible situation and he's just like has his like little quip ready to go to deliver and of course does it flawlessly because he's jeffrey combs he probably had the quip ready oh yeah car ride there and then mm-hmm. as soon as he walks in, he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. This is, <laughs> Had to rework this is it. way, way more fucked up. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay. I thought okay, you were just Herb. in here making zombies and shit. Jesus what? Christ. Okay. Okay, Herb, stick to the script. Stick to the script. Keep the quip. <laughs> Doctor. Wow. <Hill>. Do- <laughs> so, <laughs> but again, then you've got, he's like, also, hey, you know, fuck your brain death i've also solved mind control and it's uh also turns out it's super easy with undead flesh that's how you want to do it and then everyone just starts attacking everybody you know luckily yeah it's like a wrestling match oh yeah kane's able to get megan free they're trying to get out of here it all goes all over the place you've got um you know the body of dr hill 
who's mm -hmm. then able to overpower West and is going to mm -hmm. lobotomize him. Mm -hmm. And the one thing that fucked me, that fucked me up here is you also have the Dean who is now like kind of, you know, realizing the error of his ways a little bit, or some of the real Dean comes back and he's wants to save the day. And then, so he is able to save Megan and then goes over and then like saves West. Like why the fuck would he care if Jeffrey Combs yeah, lives or dies? Die. He's like, he's like, I'll crush the brain of this thing, but like, eh, I'll give it a second and let you drill into that dude's skull. Cause why would he just go out of his way to save him again? It's this weird, yeah, like half that guy. framing him as like this kind of protagonist, right? It makes no sense. And then, um, geez. Yeah. I mean, they're able to get away or at least yeah. barely kind of for a little bit. And then you have the, the body of also looks so fucking good with um, just the, the explosive yeah. intestines that shoot out and strangle uh, fucking. I love the intestines wrapping around him. Um, yeah. That's a highlight. And then the other one for me, there's a naked lady that just has the most mangled titties you've ever seen. Like they look like puppy chow on that chest and it is so delightfully gross and wonderful. I love it. So She's then you're wondering zombie. like, how did she die? What happened? Cause it's not like, <laughs> it looks like she of... was attacked by something, honestly. Yeah. So it's not like these are like undead corpses that are like, have, you know, and then even then, how does that like, how do they, and there's none of them are elderly. What are yeah. the odds? Yeah. So he was like, I don't have was... time for that. <laughs> none of this made sense. But um, of course, only to get to the hallway and for all of this, just for fucking Megan to die. Yeah. And you're just Wild. like, okay. Which yeah. I mean, I'm like, he really gets all, it. Like, he really takes his time running, getting that axe. I would have maybe, I don't know if I would have run all that way to get that yeah. axe and come back to it. Maybe figured a different way to do it. But I guess they're also, yeah. again, super strong, but he, and then again, when he chops off the arm, I'd be like, dude, watch that arm, dude. It's probably still going. And then lo and mm -hmm. behold, I, it just was a weird shot where it's like doing this weird situation. Sorry, I'm making the motion of this hand. Just An another around. handwork moment from Kyle on a podcast. This is the second time. <laughs> I know. I um... <laughs> And then again, just to mirror back to the to the just to loop it back to the beginning of the movie. Mm -hmm. um, Love so that full circle this... moment. All of this chaos is going on. He's carrying Megan's body, you know, to wherever I guess he can, you know, try to do, you know, more CPR, do the, you know, the shocks on her, right? And again, you're like, he's like, no, maybe this time though. Maybe this time. I thought he was going to leave work. her be. I forgot that he, uh, injects her with it i really like the fade out though with the glowing serum just like you can see it being injected like it just gets smaller yeah. that's pretty fun but yeah i'm i was actually surprised that he like it should have been like if you wanted him to be any type of protagonist that would have been like oh lesson learned she's dead i need to accept it this is my own fucking fault i should suffer emotionally for the rest of my life now and maybe legally honestly legally yeah. too yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then also like when the other doctors come around and he's like oh no i mean you know let's do the chest compressions let's do the you know the aed and all of this um all those other doctors i'd be like bro first of all you're off shift right now so what are you doing 
two, you are covered in blood. Whose blood is this? <laughs> yes. And so you need to step the fuck away. I know it's the 80s in an 80s movie in a hospital. None of us are wearing masks and gloves. The like, only you know, hospital all... that covers everything. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but I did think it was pretty, pretty, pretty good. You know, that, that, that when the vial gets smaller and smaller. Yeah, it's and a fun ending. Black. And then hearing the scream at the end. Yeah, that's pretty good. So even though I don't know if it would have been more effective without the scream in the end. So you're just never, you don't really know. I mean, I guess you would know that what happens is that she would wake up, right? But I don't know. Now, you may not know this. Obviously, the two of us maybe need to dig into this franchise a little bit more because I am intrigued. Um, Does Dan Kane end up being, is he reanimator too? Both Dan and Herbert return for number two. Okay. Yeah. Great. We should, we should, maybe we should dig into it. Kind of a plot. It's kind of a play on Bride of Frankenstein, which makes yeah, sense. Yeah, Bride of Reanimator. Yeah, where I think they're trying to, um, I mean, I think, I don't know. I just looked at the brief synopsis. I didn't see it. I think they tried to reanimate five Megan. years later. Hmm. That's wild. Straight to video too. I think so. Mm. Um, gosh, and then that that wraps up Reanimator. Um, I didn't really, you know, I looked as far as like usually the only fun times I like to pull up like the People's Choice Awards is yeah, usually it's just those '90s movies. Um, yeah, it for did. All the nostalgia. Uh, yeah, it was nominated for a couple Saturn Awards at the time, but like honestly, it was a pretty that year had some heavy hitters because you had because it was more horror and sci-fi and fantasy that was all kind of rolled into one. So you have Back to the Future, you have Fright Night, which won a lot of the horror-specific ones, mm. and then Day of the Dead, um, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Dead. Freddy's Revenge. Mm. Um, so 80, 84, 85, 86, like that was um, you know, some, some heavy hitters. But what's the tagline situation with this movie? This is a good tagline situation, actually. Um, we've got four. One is our least favorite kind where it's like talking about the movie and doesn't give you like plot. So you've got HP Lovecraft's classic tale of horror. Those are not even my though even though like my understanding is that like really just in name only. Yeah, he didn't write the screenplay. This... Only in, like, and even then it's not like, it is not even like, you wouldn't even call it like an adaptation really outside of some name Herbert West and then reanimating bodies. But outside of that, I don't mm-hmm. think any of the plot is similar. Yeah. The other three are great though. So we've got death is just the beginning. Fun, simple. Yeah. I can't decide which of these two is my favorite. So maybe Kyle, you'll, you'll be my tiebreaker. This one's long, but it works. Herbert West has a very good head on his shoulders. And another one in a dish on his desk. I like that one. Yeah, I like that one too. And then shorter, it will scare you to pieces. Which it's not like a like taking people apart and sewing them back together situation, but I still like I like all three of those. Yeah, I think that second yeah. one though. The second one's good. Yeah, it it feels sorry, very the third fun. One, I mean. Oh, you like the third one? It'll scare you to pieces. No, it's the one before that. Didn't you say there was four total? Oh, shit. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It yeah. is the third one. The third one's the best one. Yeah, I think yeah. so, too. Even though it's long, normally the long taglines are not good, but that one makes sense. Yeah. Let's stop and read that one. 
and it would make me want to see that movie. Yeah, in '85, I'd be like, "Hmm, that sounds that sounds kind of fun." Yeah, now this had to get on the head on his desk. Yeah, Yeah. head on a desk. What in this age? Get out of here. (laughs) So, um, anything else you want to say about this movie before we hop into boost scores? No, I think it was really fun. I I always really enjoy anything 80s that we watch that isn't like, you know, like Nightmare on Elm Street is like a a big heavy hitter, like Child's Play. Like those are like our top franchises. So this one was really fun because I know I loved this movie as a kid. Definitely didn't understand anything that was going on. Um, But yeah, I, I really love it. I love Jeffrey Combs so much. This is the third, right? We already said this is the third movie that we've brought him up. He's just so great. Yeah. And he is so good at this character like his delivery of these lines is so incredible so yeah always always and forever shout out to jeffrey combs oh yeah yeah how about you yeah you know i think the movie's a lot of fun i um again just the the effects are really good Mm -hmm. i the pace of this movie is really good you know i love a crisp 85 minute movie yeah and Honestly, I like it better having heard you explain some con- contextual stuff and getting your thoughts on it. So I think I'm going to have a higher boost score than I did coming mm-hmm. in. Um, yeah, and just the, the performances are all super fun. I thought mm-hmm. everybody actually is really great in this movie. Maybe except is. like, you know, like it, it, Dan's the most boring one, you mm-hmm. know? So I can't blame him for he that. He doesn't have a lot think, to do. And then, you know, maybe second worst would be, again, you know, like, you know, Barbara Crampton, but that's not her fault. She doesn't have a mm-hmm. lot to do here. But um, just but between... she's still selling what she's given. Absolutely. So, um, industry legend, you know, so oh, yeah. for a reason. So, yeah, I think the performances are really great. I think that, yeah, the effects are really great. And I think it is... You know, again, just has some of the kind of bonkersness of like Evil Dead, mm-hmm. you know, which was only, I guess, you know, what, five years before maybe. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm car- I, it, I definitely like it enough where I want to watch the sequel and see where this goes. Yeah, I would I would recommend this to people, especially if you're an 80s horror fan. And I am intrigued to watch the sequel because I wonder if Dan's character gets a little bit more like that was his like the beginning of who he truly is like because clearly he's just a shitty, a shitty guy. Um, And so him really getting to lean into that and not just be like, oh, I'm doing it because West is telling me to or like intriguing me. It That could be kind of fun for them to like fully like just be as evil as possible so i would be yeah maybe maybe let us know if you want to hear us talk about the next one that would be interesting because i you know i don't think i've ever seen it yeah i definitely have blinders to this this franchise in general outside of seeing this one a long time ago which turns out was the tv edit and don't get me wrong the tv edit if it's all still the same gore i remember just without all like the sexual stuff then i'm like i think i think it's a better movie yeah. um as long so, as you leave in the sex scene with um dan and megan at the beginning so i did enjoy that yeah that's cool yeah, that was that, a fun that's, transition that's, yeah yeah 
she's saying yes that's consensual yeah yeah um, they're having a great time we have to know well, why she can't hate him for that good dick we have to see it in action yeah <laughs> i'm not gonna drop it <laughs> so what's your boo score Ooh, you're gonna make me go first um you know i went into this with a solid three and then after we talked through it and i really because i like you know, I was thinking about Megan's character and how underwritten she was. But then when I created this whole narrative for myself of like these men surrounding her and just ruining everything, um, it made me like it a little bit more. So I'm going to give it a 3.5. You said exactly what I was going to say. I was coming into this with a three, um, you know, a lot of the problematic stuff, but you definitely have, um, it sucks because this is a very strong kick-ass horror movie that is just dampened by some, really just uncomfortably weird choices Mm -hmm. and but the way that you had described these three awful men i was coming in with a three and that bumps me up to a three five yeah they're just like you said but there's something so fascinating about watching that live in real time i for me i think that's how i deal with the stress of sexism and being a woman is like seeing it play out and assessing it that way and being like, wow, like, obviously, like, you know, you're not the only one, even if it's like played out. So sometimes I think that's why things that can be problematic don't always offend me entirely because I'm like, this is, this is real life. Like, I mean, not reanimator, but like traumatic experiencing experiences happening to women like is real life and it's scarier than what we're watching on screen because it's fucking real so I think if you sometimes I mean these are all like this is like male filmmakers just doing their thing and they're like Barbara Crampton's hot let's take advantage of that but um yeah I think it can sometimes you know, shift your thinking I think if you look at it through this lens of like no none of these guys are good guys and Megan literally suffers and dies and who knows what the fuck else happens to her after this film is over. So yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad that I raised your boost score. Oh yeah. Well, y'all that wraps it up in reanimator. I always love when we dip back into the eighties. Yeah. I feel like we try to, we try to keep a steady, steady selection of eighties films because it's a, an interesting time, like conceptually for horror, like a lot of original ideas. Yeah, yeah definitely gosh anything else no let us Hell know yeah. if you want us to do more reanimator movies we'd love yeah. to talk about fucking jeffrey combs all the live long day so give us a reason to yeah just give me nothing but yeah i'll, I'll talk about <laughs> jeffrey combs all the time he's fantastic uh-huh. well all right cool well hell yeah we're jumping back into scream next week with scream 2 really yeah. excited about that kicking off february um fuck and I'm really excited for our slate of February movies, which I yeah. think should be out by the time you watch this. I don't know. I, I'm not sure. We'll figure that out. We'll see. But, uh, maybe it will, yeah, maybe we'll it see. won't. We're mysterious. Yeah. Okay. All right. Take care, y'all. Three, two, one, ghost. Thanks for listening to our episode on Reanimator. If this episode brought you new life, go ahead and subscribe to our podcast and leave us a killer review wherever you choose to listen. 
You can find out what we're up to by giving us a follow on Instagram at 321ghostpod. We would love to hear from you through comments or DMs. You can shoot us an email to share your thoughts, questions, or suggest a movie you'd like to hear us chat about to 321ghostpod at gmail.com. Next week, we're diving back into the Scream franchise with Scream 2. Thanks again for listening, and remember, Barbara Crampton is a queen and deserves none of this power-tripping masculine bullshit. Three, two, one, ghost. Ghost.